What I'm about to show you is a big problem for the real estate market, but it's not just for housing, it's also for the greater economy. Because in this bottom line report, we'll, we'll not only talk about this statistic from real estate that's a big deal and shows you where some of the biggest pain is, but we'll also be looking at the odds of a soft landing and how history has treated the odds of a soft landing in prior recessions or not. We'll talk about all of that in this bottom line report. So first, in order, in order to understand this data that I'm going to present to you, you have to know that this data was inspired by on-the-ground work. I'm a big fan of not just sitting in an office and running numbers, but actually traveling. I'm sitting in a hotel right now looking at one of the markets that we're considering investing in. And what I do is I visit open houses, I talk to realtors, I go to specific showings that we set up with the hundreds of different agents that work with us in my real estate startup. If you're not familiar with that startup yet, it's Househack. Househack.com, it's now raising money. So if you don't want to invest in real estate, you can invest in Househack. It's a company that's leveraging the wedge deal model. Learn more there. Anyway, so what we're finding is that some markets feel like they're in much more pain than others. For example, last week, I reported that I thought Boise and Austin were feeling a little weird, like they had hit a wall, things weren't selling. And the reason I identified that was because we're looking at fixer-uppers, we're like, oh, that looks like it's decently priced compared to the June-July comps. Then we look at active listings and everything's like, wait a minute, no, that doesn't look decently priced anymore. Everything's dropping on the active side, which is a sign that everything was okay in the summer, and then now we have more pain. And it's that change to more pain that we call an inflection that you need to pay attention to. And markets are, well, handling this very differently depending on the type of market. So I've made a list, and we'll throw it up on screen, but I've made a list of the pain in different markets by coming up with a ratio. Uh, and then we'll talk soft landing and some of the recessionary issues. So first, uh, hey, Max, w would you mind lowering that sound just a, a wee bit? Uh, he's he's fire. What are you shooting in Minecraft? <laughs> anyway, so inventory to population ratio is what I've done. So what I've taken is I take, uh, I threw this together uh, on the iPad right here. We'll go ahead and throw it up on screen. But basically, we have an inventory to population ratio. And so what I do is I write down, in this case, somewhere around 20 different cities. And I write the population as of 2022 uh, for each of these cities. Then you go to realtor.com and type in the city name uh, or the county, depending on what you're using, city or county, and write down the level of housing inventory. You could also do this statewide if you wanted to take it a level further. Then divide inventory by population, multiply that ratio by 1,000, and then you get how many houses are available on the market per 1,000 people. And what we found is that the bubbly markets uh, or, or, are usually the ones that seem to have the highest ratio, and the ones where markets are still very, very hot, where people are still like falling over each other to try to get listings and bidding wars because inventory is low are the ones with the lowest ratio. What you'll find is that some of the areas with the highest ratio are some of the areas that really boomed during the pandemic. Look at this, Miami, Palm Springs, Palm Desert, you know, like the Airbnb Mecca where essentially people are facing this Airbnb bubble now where they realize, wow, I can't always rely on an Airbnb or rental arbitrage where I can make so much more money just Airbnb being a property out. Now I'm stuck between either having a negative cash flow as an Airbnb because I can't rent the place out or I rent it for a negative cash flow, can't refinance, 
hard to sell in a market with this kind of inventory to population level without taking a haircut, you kind of see a little bit of a bubble reversal here in some of these high levels. Miami, Palm Springs, Palm Desert, Vegas, Atlanta, Tampa, San Antonio, Spokane, Washington, Broward, Boise, Austin. What's surprising is Boise and Austin, which were the markets I identified in the last week, were only in the middle of this chart. That's a, Those are actually the same two markets where you saw, saw Lennar, the one of the nation's largest home builders, complain that Boise and Austin were the softest out of all of their markets. When you look at the uh, lowest levels of inventory to population, you're actually in California, San Diego, Los Angeles, Ventura, San Francisco, Oakley, Chula Vista. Now, I th even Sacramento's up there. Now, what I thought is really interesting about this is, is it possible that, as is usual in market crises, you end up getting a reversion that undoes the prior movement. So if the prior movement in 2020 and 2021 was leave California, go to Florida, Miami, Texas, Washington, Vegas, maybe even Phoenix we should throw in here, right? You go to these different markets because you're leaving for pandemic restrictions, freedoms, whatever reason, cost of living, income taxes, whatever. You leave to those areas. So you get a surge of people there. Then all of a sudden you get a surge of building. And now all of a sudden people maybe aren't coming to these areas anymore or they're going back to the office. And so you're getting this reversion where maybe some people are like, you know what, I'll pay the extra 10, 13%, whatever it is to go live in liberal California, which is fine. That's not an insult. I live in liberal California. Okay. The weather's beautiful. I love Southern California. I will pay the extra 13%. I will work 13% harder to pay that extra in tax because I love the SoCal weather. But what's seeing, what you're seeing is this potential reversion as an explanation of where you could expect markets to be the softest. Now, the other problem that we face is data. Most of the data we're actually seeing now especially when it comes to housing inventory, is totally a misunderstanding or a misrepresentation of what could actually be happening in a market. Think about this from a very basic point of view. If you have 10 home buyers uh, that buy homes every single month, then over the course of 10 months, you need to have 100 homes, right? So 10 people buy a home every single month. If you have 100 homes, on the market, that means you have 10 months of supply. Well, let's say that 100 homes is really low. Usually you have 500 homes on the market, right? And everybody's like, oh my gosh, inventory is so low. But what happens when inventory stays really low at 100 homes, and then all of a sudden, what do you get? You get the home buyers going from 10 buys a month down to five. Well, now you double your month's supply. It literally, supply stayed the same, but that will last you twice as long. It'll now last you 20 months instead of 10. So in other words, low inventory. When somebody's like, oh, but inventory's so low, that does not matter. What matters is how many buyers are there relative to that inventory. This is why you wanna use months of supply data. But you can't readily get that online without calculating it yourself because you go to, let's say, Redfin Data Center, it's sometimes six weeks delayed on the data. And it takes time for some of these moving averages because Redfin usually shows you a four or 12 week moving average to actually show you changes. So you have to look at your individual market, but it's also a little bit more challenging for us as individuals to calculate, okay, well, um, how many people are buying? We just have to look at the absorption rate. Or you're out there on the street 
and this is the easiest way to do it, in my opinion. This is the practical way. This is not the statistician's way. And then I want to talk about the soft landing recessions. The practical way to understand this is you talk to realtors. You go see how many offers places are getting. If you go into a market and you're like, all right, here's a fixer up that's worth 450 and it should be worth 620 and then all of a sudden somebody puts on a house on the market for 599 and it's not selling, then I guess that house isn't worth fixed up 620 anymore. You have to really pay attention to this. You have to be fluid to this because if you're trying to insulate yourself by getting a wedge deal, like I teach in my real estate courses on building your wealth, zero to millionaire real estate, the Noobverse Pro crash courses, which are really inexpensive. You can get in for under $100 while they're on presale. These are, this is literally my brain dumped on you in a condensed, easy to understand way. Just go to meetkevin.com to learn more. Then you can actually understand how do I position myself? Do I wait? Do I get more aggressive in the spread in which I'm writing offers? You have to understand your markets. Point is, some markets are softer than others, and it could potentially be because of this reversion to mean that we might see this in this next cycle. Now, the problem with this higher for longer is we're starting to see buyers hit a wall. It's entirely possible that buyers had enough cash to keep buying with high interest rates throughout the early part of 2023. That's why we saw prices rise between January and August. And I'm like, I'm not buying during that time because I want to watch what happens. And sure enough, now what's happening? Now the buyers are drying up. Things are starting to sit longer. This is a good time to be patient. Don't blow all the money you have. Be patient. Be more aggressive on the deals that you're getting. Now, what else do we need to consider? Well, another thing that's very important to consider is this soft landing call can frequently lead to a recession. Consider this, and I'll throw this chart up on, on screen here. Soft landing calls have preceded past recessions since the early 1980s. Consensus predictions that the economy would achieve a soft landing have basically preceded each of the last four recessions that we had. So why is it often wrong? Well, because recessions can come suddenly when something breaks or snaps. It's possible that the real estate market could be what breaks and snaps. Even though we think right now the underlying borrowers are substantially more well positioned to weather this storm, we can at the fringes see institutions offload real estate. Those are going to be companies like uh, like American Homes for Rent or Invitation Homes. They are literally selling parts of their portfolio, especially in some of the bubbly markets. They are selling right now, and they're if, if they weren't buying portfolios from other portfolio sellers who are like, I need to get out of real estate, and they dump their portfolio in Invitation Homes and Americans, American Homes for Rent tries to pick them up for pennies on the dollar, even if it's 80 cents on the dollar, whatever. Uh, they're picking these deals up. If it weren't for those portfolio buys, they would be net sellers of homes right now. So people are really sharpening their pencils for good deals right now, as we are as well at my real estate startup. So if you don't want to get into real estate yourself, or you can't, you don't have the time, money, credit, whatever, we'll consider investing with HouseHack. Read the offering circular. We're offering, we're raising it essentially a one-to-one -one dollar valuation, which the company's going to be worth, the cash level we raise. Obviously, they're offering fees and costs and stuff that go into, well, having attorneys and filing with the SEC and all that good stuff. But that that's not for you so much to worry about now. You can read the offering circular and see all of those details. But what matters is, Soft landing calls, throw this up on screen again here. What do we got? Look at this. Soft landing calls in uh, leading to the dot-com era, boom, recession. Leading to the 07 recession, boom, recession. Leading to the, uh, you know, into where we are now, potentially the 2024 recession, you could see this sort of skyrocketing here. 
Now, we did have a, a recession in the early, early 90s coming out of 89, and this is where there was talk about soft landing. But as you can see here, recession, 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 recession. We just regularly seem to predict a recession with, oh, it's going to be a soft landing. Now, that's not to say this won't be a soft landing. It's just to say, as bottom line, practical advice for folks, number one, Consider that I'm filming this in a hotel room using this beautiful web camera. It's a 4K web camera. It's really, really good. If you want to check that out, I have a paid sponsorship with this company. It's amazing. Check out the link down below, metkevin.com slash webcam. I'll also put a link for the lights that I use and the microphone that I use. I think together, uh, like all three of these things together, you can have a really sick setup and it all fits in a tiny little box. If you want to travel light with a little box, so much easier than trying to have a DSLR. And it's so much better better than the basic built-in webcams of these computers, as much as I wish I could just use those. Uh, anyway, check those out via the link down below. Okay, now, practical. Practical, practical, practical. What do you do? You have to focus on as much as possible. Keep your job. Now is not the time to quit. Now is not the time to give up on the job you're working because it's, the jobs market's going to be even harder out there. It's going to be harder for you to get a replacement job. Do what you can to provide more of a value at your current job and increase your income. That, number two, try to increase your income with a side hustle if you need to. Yesterday, I suggested you go buy a 3D camera like the one at metkevin.com slash 3D. Buy that camera, also paid promotion. Buy that camera and go do Matterport 3D scans. It's a great idea. But not only do that, but recognize that I was getting a ton of comments yesterday of people going, bro, Kevin, you know, offering to do one Matterport scan for free and then $99 thereafter for 30 minutes worth of work. You're underpricing. You could actually make even more money. And I'm like, great. That's more opportunity for you to provide value in the marketplace. So consider that as well. Next, more income is number one. Uh, side hustle if you need to, number two. Uh, next, uh, number three, make sure you're being patient. Don't blow all in on this market. It is. I still expect the stock market to be a volatile Nike swoosh, but the real estate market, you really want to be patient here because you don't want to buy what you think is a good deal, like another soft mar market is Oregon, because everything looks like a good deal, but that's because the active listings are plummeting. So pay attention to these sort of ratios that we talked about. Pay attention to what's going on in the broader market and recognize the odds of us getting a rate cut this year are like zero. And people still think the Fed's going to go higher, but this fear that the Fed's going to go higher could be a great opportunity to buy when other people are fearful. You just have to be patient and aggressive and make sure you're good with your numbers. That's why I always say, check out the courses on building your wealth on zero to millionaire real estate investing or the new Bruce Pro real estate investing ones. Those crash courses are on pre-sale. They'll be out within the next 60 or so days, but you can lock in the best price now. They'll probably be worth twice as much when we actually launch them. But anyway, point of all of this is to say, be patient, look at the numbers, Realize that people just talking about inventory or dated numbers aren't going to guide you through this crisis. You have to be vigilant. Thank you so much for watching. I'll keep traveling, exploring, and reporting what I'm finding out in the streets as well as in the data. Thanks so much. Consider subscribing, and we'll see you in the next one. Goodbye.